Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, then knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 86. It's so nice to be here with you. I hope that you're doing good. I am just getting over my COVID sickness. I finally got COVID. I had been blessed enough to not get it all of these years and it finally caught up with me. It's funny how you can really take your health for granted and then you get sick and you're like, oh my goodness. And of course, you know me, I'm such a worker. I don't want to say workaholic. I'm just so into doing my work that it's really hard when I get sick and I can't work on stuff, but it's also such an amazing opportunity for me to really look at this pressure I put on myself to always be performing, to always be giving, to always be working towards a goal. And the lessons come in so many forms. So I noticed so much anxiety within me when I was in bed and I couldn't do anything but like watch TV and sleep. I had so much anxiety telling myself all this stuff like you're not going to have enough time. This is your fault. You know, all those types of thoughts. And it really reminded me how you can be on this path of unlearning and deconditioning and bringing more self-awareness and those thoughts still show up and that's okay. The point is to notice them to acknowledge them, and to gently tell yourself you don't have to go there, right? So I would take deep breaths and remind myself, I can't trust my thinking right now. I'm in an anxious state. I don't feel well. And it's just a triggering position for me to be in. I'm triggered. And when you're triggered, you have all those trigger thoughts. And another thing that kind of helps me too when it comes to my triggers is to give them a name, like Charlie, for example, like, oh, Charlie showed up and it helps me because it helps me separate myself from my trigger. I don't identify with my triggers, but there they are. Here comes Charlie. Um, I see you, Charlie. <laughs> I know you're there. Anyway, I thought I'd share that because I'm still working on that stuff too, right along with you. Before we get to the questions, I also want to remind you that this weekend is our Zoom Higher Self reading group. I'm really, really excited. We do this once a month, every last Saturday of the month. So this month is this Saturday, the 25th at 4 p.m. Eastern. And that is for all of our Patreon subscribers who are are angels 
and Miracles tier subscribers. It's really, really sweet. We just get on the Zoom call. I answer people's questions. We do a little sharing and it's just like a nice little love, supportive group. I really, really look forward to it. So if you are interested in taking part or you are wanting to ask me a question directly, please sign up to be an Angels or Miracles tier subscriber on patreon.com forward slash XO Higher Self. Alrighty, folks, let's get to the questions. Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for taking my question and thank you for everything that you do. It's very, very appreciated. Um, So I have a question not about my own higher self, although it will probably be involved in this anyway, but about my partner. So I've been with my partner for several years. We have a really awesome, loving relationship. But he has a lot of anxiety issues um, that just really haven't been addressed. Um, Personally, I've been in therapy for several years and we have a lot of similar anxiety issues. So it's kind of hard for me to appreciate my growth and what I've gone through, uh, but see him still struggling so much and I know that everyone has to be on their own journey and can only do something like therapy when they're really ready for it but like it's been so many years and we're both in our late 20s and his anxiety is just getting worse Um, and I don't want to force him to or make it seem like I'm forcing him to do anything because I can't, I, you know, I don't want to, but I just, I want to help more than I'm doing. And right now he doesn't really want to talk about his anxiety ever. Um, and it feels like it's just being ignored and it's, it's been too long. And I, I just don't know, I don't know how to help somebody else connect to their higher self essentially, um, because I see that there's so much disconnect there, and, you know, if he doesn't want to go to therapy, like, that's totally his choice, but, um, like, if there's anything else that I could do to help support his journey to find his higher self, I, I would love your advice, um, And, you know, this is just not my place at all to be helping somebody else with their higher self, then please just, you know, just let me know that and I'll back off. But it's just, it's really, really hard to find and just to watch somebody that I love have, uh, you know, just struggle so much. Um, Yeah, and I don't really know what else to do. So if you have any advice, be much appreciated. Thank you so much. Hi, love. I'm sorry that this has been hard, but I am so proud of you for working on yourself and being on this path and having all of this self-awareness. It's obvious you have a lot of compassion and care for your partner, and that makes a lot of sense. You've been together for years, and that's really, really beautiful. You have such a beautiful bond. 
You're right. It's not possible for you to force somebody to help themselves or go to therapy. You can suggest it, but ultimately that needs to be their choice. What I think could be really beneficial is to look at this from a relationship perspective. His inability or reluctance to getting help on the healing path to addressing his anxiety and facing that stuff is affecting your relationship because it's affecting you. It's affecting your ability to stay on your path. You are being triggered by this situation and that's totally understandable. So what I would do is really make it about your relationship and how you can figure out a way to be in relationship with this person when you are ultimately so worried about them. And if he doesn't want to go to therapy, if I were you, I would insist on trying couples therapy because when you do it for couples therapy, you really make it about, hey, I know that you're on your own journey, but this isn't working for me. This isn't working in our relationship. This is really hard for me. And I don't know how to support you. I don't know what I should be doing. I need support in that. And I really want to talk to a therapist together to see how we can support each other and communicate with each other in a way that makes us both feel okay, that makes us both feel equally supported. The reason why I think this is so important to do is because, like you said, it's not going to go away. You said this has been going on for years. And although people need time to begin that process of healing, when you're in a relationship with somebody, it is so important for you to be able to take care of yourself within that relationship, for you to feel emotionally safe. That doesn't mean one person in the relationship can't be having a hard time or have anxiety or any of that stuff. In order for a relationship to truly evolve, two people have to be willing to evolve within that relationship on their own, in their own individual ways. So I think the next step is seeking that help, going to couples therapy. And if for some reason your partner will not agree to even try out couples therapy, I do think that's a bit of a red flag when it comes to if this relationship is going to be able to sustain itself, if you're going to be able to continue to be on your awakening path within this relationship. It's not about needing him to be totally healed. You're not totally healed. There's going to be other stuff <laughs> coming up. This is a lifelong journey of healing. It's about both people being willing to be accountable to their own healing together. And that's so important in a relationship. So look into that. You can even ask your own therapist if they have suggestions for a couples therapist. I think that that could be a really helpful next step. Sending you so much love. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I love you and your work so much. This podcast, your content has helped me tremendously over the past year. More than you know, eternally grateful for your light. Writing this to you in a super raw moment, so I apologize if this email comes out cold or choppy as I'm trying to express myself as transparently as possible via email. This is new for me. I was really hoping to get some insight from you and anyone else who may have had similar experience. I feel so lost and hurt right now. My stomach is in knots and I haven't felt this turbulent in a very long time. To preface, I've been with my boyfriend for a little over a year now, my first serious relationship in over five years. We've learned 
grown and loved each other so much along the way. The good, the challenging, all of it has been an enlightening experience and has added so much value and understanding to my life. People always say that a relationship is like holding a mirror up to yourself, and I really feel that now. Anyway, there is trust, open communication, and honesty at all times, which, although difficult at times, has been so rewarding when seeing how our relationship has developed. This is where the tricky part comes in. I was scrolling through Instagram discovery page tonight and a picture of a popular porn model came up. I clicked on the photo and saw my boyfriend had liked the post. My stomach sank. And then of course I proceeded to go down a rabbit hole through his Instagram and who he follows. Like I said, there is trust between us. We are so open about everything and I've never had a single doubt about him violating our monogamous relationship. To my dismay, I found numerous other accounts which he follows, all similar to the one I mentioned before. My heart is so broken. I feel disgusted. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm feeling sicky feelings of jealousy. In the past, I've had conversations with friends where we've mentioned how much of a red flag it is when you see this kind of activity on a significant other's page referring to monogamous relationships here. And I remember my ego felt pride and comfort in the fact that I had one of the good ones. I feel disappointed, angry, and so deeply sad. I also find these distressing opportunities provide fruitful growth opportunities, but I'm struggling to find one now. I'm struggling to find the message from my higher self at the moment. How do I bring this up to him? Do I bring it up? Is this cheating? I'm so confused. I feel like my trust in him has been broken and I don't know what to do or how to communicate it. Thank you for reading this rant. I'm sorry if it's all over the place. We all love you so, so much. Hi, sweetheart. I totally understand how this situation feels confusing, overwhelming. You don't know exactly what this means. Is this a red flag? Does it mean he's not trustworthy? All of that kind of thing. You know, all of those thoughts, those feelings are totally understandable. The way I look at it is an issue of boundaries because both of you have your own private sexuality. Both of you, I assume, masturbate because that's what most people do. And it's a very healthy thing to still have that autonomous sexual experience, even when you're in a monogamous committed relationship. And that's your private life, right? That's your private time. Your partner has his private time, you have your private time. And that's a very healthy thing to maintain. Now, the issue around boundaries is keeping it private, right? Because when he starts following porn stars on Instagram, and we can probably assume that he's following those accounts because he's fans of those porn stars because he watches videos that they are in, which is very common. Millions of people do that. Millions of people watch online porn, maybe billions. Um, millions of people are fans of the porn stars. But that is something that you probably don't really want to see or know about. And if the situation was reversed, he might not be totally down to be fully let into what you're looking at in your private time or what turned you on that has nothing to do with him. It might be too much for him to see too. It might make him really uncomfortable. So this is really about the two of you having a discussion about boundaries. What makes you feel emotionally safe in the relationship? What do you not need to be let in when it comes to a private sexual experience? I know personally in my relationships like I don't need to know everything that goes on in my partner's head or every single person in the world that they might find attractive we have to be able to maintain separateness and privacy even though we're in committed relationships 
There's this really awesome book called Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. I'm sure I've mentioned it on this podcast before. And it's about maintaining desire in long-term relationships. And it's really radical because she talks about how intimacy and desire are two separate things. How intimacy is togetherness and closeness and domesticity and all of that sweet stuff. And desire is really maintained through separateness, through having your own sense of self, through having your own private life, your own fantasies, and also seeing your partner as their own separate self and not an extension of you and somebody who is beyond the role of just your partner. And now having that private sexuality actually really helps your relationship because you stay connected to that part of yourself. That spark is still there. You still feel sexy. You still feel like a sexual being. And that's really, really important to maintain in monogamous committed relationships. In a nutshell, you are not in competition with porn stars. Okay, you're just not. It's a fantasy. And that's all it is. It's a fantasy. It's not his reality. But you also deserve to have boundaries in your relationship that feel emotionally safe, that feel comfortable to you. And he also deserves to have boundaries that feel comfortable to him. When things like this happen in relationships, when we're challenged in this way, when some issue comes up that feels really hard, it's a really awesome opportunity to grow together. I seriously doubt that he realizes he's doing anything wrong. It's not like he was trying to hide it. You know, he's publicly following these accounts. He's liking this picture, knowing that you could very well see it. So I don't think he sees it as a threat to you or your relationship. That's why communicating to him that it's not necessarily making you feel great and you would like to keep your own private stuff private. You don't need to see it is totally fair and helpful. You can continue to build the love in your relationship, the understanding, the compassion, the mutual acceptance. Create a safe space for your relationship to be in a container that feels cozy, loving, caring, and also have your own private life. And if he isn't receptive to your boundaries, then that really is an issue about boundaries, not about sexuality. It really is an issue about being able to respect each other's boundaries. Your higher self knows that you deserve a relationship where you feel seen, where you feel cared for, where you feel nourished, where you feel desired. And judging from your question, you do feel like that in the relationship in every other way. Your relationship is going great. So that's really why I just wanted to help you and encourage you to build on that. I think the two of you can really work this out and really grow from it and come out the other side even more in love. Hey, Bunny. Hey, Kara. You know what's cool about this podcast? What? That we get to help people and bring them together. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But we need help too, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we do. I mean, everybody does, right? For access to bonus content and to help support this podcast, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash exohiresself. We couldn't do this work without you, our Patreon, and our subscribers are keeping this podcast sustainable. So don't forget to show your love. Everybody needs help and support. Thanks, y'all. Hello. 
Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying thank you for your podcast. Uh, It's been incredible for me. I just started recently listening, but it's done so much for me and this journey that I'm on. Um, I recently found out that my partner of two years um, cheated on me and lied to me. um, And I am having a really hard time. I'm feeling so hurt and betrayed and I am a little afraid of being able to trust again because I of like every partner I've ever had I just this is the last one that I would have expected this from um I had a very very different idea and I just can't I can't even visualize myself going forward um in the future um, with someone else and genuinely being able to give them my trust. Um, and I am working very hard at forgiving him and the girl that did this to me. Um, and if I guess I could just have some advice on how to let go with love. Um, and at some point, hopefully being able to trust again. And I know it's going to take time, but, um, any, any words from you right now would just be really lovely. Um, again, thanks so much for your podcast. Um, it truly has been such a joy. Hi, babe. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I know how difficult it is. I've been there before. I understand the sadness, the anger, the embarrassment, the disappointment, all of that. And I think it's really important for you to understand you're in a grieving process right now and there's no rush for you to be in a place where you feel like you can forgive them. The reason why you want to forgive them is because you can sense that that is eventually where you're going to be, but you're not there yet and that's totally okay. It would be really great if, you know, when we hurt ourselves or when we we have a wound, like say on our body, for example, you get like a strawberry or something like that. It would be amazing if we could skip the steps where it got really gross and ugly and the pus was coming and the scab and it was painful and all that stuff. It would be great if we could skip over that nasty step but we can't it's part of the healing process we have to feel the anger we have to have those thoughts because if we don't let ourselves go there we bury it a lot of times what happens when people get cheated on is that the insecurity or the lack of self-acceptance that led their partners to cheat on 
around them, you know, because they needed that kind of ego boost or that quick fix of feeling confident. That sense of insecurity gets projected onto the partner they hurt, but you don't need to hold your partner's shit. There was a lot going on within your partner that I don't think that you are aware of. Things internally about their own sense of self, their own confidence, their own ability to be honest, stuff that really needs to be addressed. And the cheating was a symptom of that issue not being addressed. A lot of times people get in relationships because they think the relationship is going to give them that confidence, it's going to give them that self-acceptance. And maybe it does in the beginning, right? Maybe it does in the honeymoon phase. Maybe in the beginning, they're like really bedazzled from your attention. And then over time, it doesn't last. Over time, it's not enough. Not because their partners aren't giving them enough, but because ultimately your partners cannot give you self-worth. You have to give that to yourself. But instead of people realizing, oh, hey, like actually this is an indication I need to work on myself. They think, "Mm, no, I'll just find somebody else to fill that emptiness. Maybe I need a new partner or maybe I need to just hook up with this person and I'll get my fix of confidence. And it sucks. The whole thing sucks because all we really want in relationships is honesty, but it's really difficult for somebody to be honest in a relationship when they're having a hard time being honest with themselves. Your ex-partner has a lot of inner work to do, but that is no longer your responsibility. And I'm glad for it. I really am glad for it because now you can continue on your path aligned with your higher self. I can feel how special you are. I can sense how caring you are, thoughtful, creative, intelligent, wise. I can sense that. And I don't want these unconscious, unaware choices that other people made to tarnish your understanding of actually how wise you are. It's not about being able to trust other people. It's really about being able to trust yourself. And when you trust yourself, it doesn't mean that you're never going to get hurt again because we get hurt in our lives. You know, we can't control other people's choices. But when we trust ourselves, we know that we've learned from our experiences. We're going to only be in relationship with people that show us respect And no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. Your instinct right now is to avoid this situation happening. Your instinct right now is to think, okay, what could I I have done differently to have avoided being in this pain? But babe, this isn't your fault. This isn't because you made the wrong choice or didn't see something that you should have seen. Your heart was open and you loved your partner. This was your partner's choice. So try not to get wrapped up in worrying about the future about a future relationship. Right now, all you really need to do is be present with yourself and give yourself as much kindness and compassion and care and sweetness and support as you can. You have a wound and you need rest and you need nourishment and you need time and you're gonna get better. And you're gonna keep having deep realizations about how much you really do love yourself. And eventually you're going to get to a place where you think about your ex-partner and you say, well, I hope they got the healing that they need, but that's no longer my concern. I have every confidence that you're going to come out of this situation even more spiritually powerful and even more intuitive and even more in touch with your own strength. Because that's what happens when we lose something 
and we're left with ourselves. We get to finally look at ourselves and see how divine we really are. And this is that opportunity. I'm sending you so much love. Hi, Bunny. You bullied me back in 2015 at a job that we worked at together. You were part of a crew with a few other mean girls, and you guys bullied me so much that I ended up having to leave that job and took had to take a few years to recover from this sort of behavior. What are you going to do about it? How has your behavior changed? And are you ever going to apologize for bullying me? and possibly anyone else you have hurt in the past. Thanks. Hi there. First of all, I wanted to say that I'm very thankful to you for your vulnerability, your honesty, and your courage to leave that voicemail and let me know that I hurt you. I don't know who you are because you didn't leave your name. However, I totally believe that you felt bullied by me in 2015. During that time period, I struggled with my mental health. I struggled with alcoholism. I was not self-aware. I wasn't aware that I was behaving from my wounds in a lot of situations and a lot of relationships. And honestly, I could say I have hurt people. I have made mistakes. And that's why I feel so passionate about this work now. That's why I realize how important it is and how necessary it is to work on your own healing. Because when you don't, you hurt people because hurt people hurt people. So I'm truly, truly sorry and so appreciative that you're letting me know because I think I was in such a fog during that time in my life that I honestly, I have no memory of bullying anybody, but that wouldn't surprise me because it's really easy for you to not look at the mistakes that you're making or, or, or block out the ways in which you should be accountable. So it doesn't surprise me that I don't remember a situation with somebody that was like that. But if you want to talk in more detail about it, please feel free to send an email to exohireself at gmail.com and we can talk if you like. Yeah, I, I, I really, really am sorry. And I'm definitely going to reflect. I know I've made a lot of mistakes um, in my life. And I hope that you can accept my apology and just know that you were so worthy of being treated as an equal, of being treated like you're good enough. And I'm so sorry that I, I didn't treat you that way. And I'm also sorry if other people at that restaurant didn't treat you that way. Totally not right, totally wrong. And I'm sorry that it lasted a long time for you to heal from that. I mean, it just makes me feel awful to think that. And again, thank you for holding me accountable and um I will keep you in my heart and I hope that you can accept my apologies. Thanks. All right, everyone, that sums up the questions. I also just wanted to make a note. I included that last call in this episode because I thought it was really important to illustrate how our healing process isn't just about the wounds that other people have inflicted on us, the ways that other people have hurt us and healing from that, but it's also about being accountable to the ways that you've hurt other people and 
the behavior that you are working on changing. The healing journey is wild, man. It is wild. You never know what you're going to be confronted with. And it's so important to remember how much power you have in terms of how you can make somebody feel. Your words, your actions, even the way you look at somebody. You don't know what anybody's going through. You don't know what lasting effect that's going to make. You don't know if years later, somebody's going to tell you, you really, really hurt me and you have no memory of it. Part of aligning with our higher selves is to dismantle that unconscious behavior one step at a time. It's not about shaming ourselves and making ourselves wrong for it, because I believe that shame only ends up perpetuating the low self-worth that led you to make those mistakes in the first place. But it is about being accountable and bringing that stuff up into the light to be cleansed, to be healed. So I am so grateful for this space where we can all be our authentic selves. We can all share our stuff together and be part of this community of support and encouragement, accountability, love, compassion. I'm just so grateful for all of you, for everybody that calls in, for everybody that shares their vulnerability, their feelings, their hurt, their pain. I'm just so, so grateful to you. Remember to take such good care of yourselves. If you are somebody who's been sending in questions, I do want to remind you that we give out a bonus episode every other week to our Patreon subscribers. So if you have sent in a question and you haven't heard it answered on the regular episodes, there's a very good chance that it was answered on a bonus episode. So if you are wanting to hear that answer, make sure to sign up as a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self. I can't wait for this Saturday Zoom higher self reading group. I can't wait to see y'all's faces. It's going to be super, super sweet. Okay. Be kind to yourself. Be caring. Be kind to other people. Spread that love. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 